from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? It is five o'clock. You know what time it is. It is live at five, live from America with your host, the ever so humble, ever so God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and we got a great show for you today. I'm super excited. I got my new Never Bet Against Trump hat, and boy, we got a lot of things to cover uh, today, a lot of things to cover today, actually, and uh, <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me how there can never be a shortage of things to talk about in the news, but for those who are watching on the podcast, and for those who are watching or listening on the podcast and watching on the video live, let's give some live shout-outs to Amanda Collins, how you doing? Cammie Coates in Pennsylvania, good to see you. Kenneth Rushing from Indiana, how you doing, man? Mary Cummins from the wonderful state of South Dakota, love your governor. Sandy Reed from Washington. Michael Braskow says, never bet against Jeremy. Well, definitely never bet against Trump. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Teresa Durstein from uh, South Carolina. Good to see you. Allison Gelderman. Thank you for joining in. Curtis Daniels from Kentucky. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for joining in the show today. Chad Davis, shout out from Northern Minnesota. In Minnesota, how you doing, brother? Uh, good to see you, man. I'm glad you could join in on the show tonight and give me uh, 45 minutes of your time. We have Rose Burgess. Good to see you from Florida. Let's do a few more here. Uh, Cecilia Young, howdy from Texas. It's good to see you, dear. Thank you for joining in tonight. Uh, Conrad Rube. Thank you very much for giving me 45 minutes of your time tonight because you know we got some fun things to do like giveaway Dum Dum Awards and stuff like that. Sherry Romeo, happy Tuesday and God bless America. She says, Kevin Wilson, Michigan in the house. How you doing, Kevin? Good to see you, brother. Julie Posey from Georgia and Sherry Cook. And one more, uh, let's give a shout out to uh, Dale Bailey from Pennsylvania as well. Barb, uh, Barbara Fritz, she says, she says, uh, please shout me out, Jeremy, please shout me out. There you go, Barbara. You got your shout out, girl. How you doing? Thank you for joining in. God bless you. I appreciate it. And Richard Vasquez, shout out to Oregon. Okay, guys. Woo. I love, you know what? One of my favorite things ever, um, in life from America, in the history of life from America was to be able to shout you guys out. To be able to bring you into the show, like Nanetta, who says, please shout me out. Uh, Carol McDowell, who says, please shout me out. To be able to, uh, you know, shine a, even a littlest bit of spotlight on the people who make the show. You know what I mean? I'm a tool of God. I ju- I'm a tool. <laughs> I just sit here and... But you guys are the force multipliers. You guys are the ones that click those like buttons and those thumbs up buttons. You guys are the ones that share. You guys are the ones that invite people and copy links and do the actual heavy lifting. Oh, excuse me. Oh, too much coffee. Too much coffee. Alicia, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your emails as well. Um, so you guys are the ones that do the heavy lifting, Terry Stone, you do the heavy lifting. And, um, for that, I am ever grateful. I am ever so grateful for what you guys have done for me and, uh, wait till you see what the show looks like. Ooh, I just, I probably got one more day of testing and that's testing, bringing in guests and things like that. So when I do bring in Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene or Joy Villa or Ben Berkham, who's down on the, down at the, uh, the border, when I do bring those folks in, um, and bring them in live from places that they're at. That's going to be the great part. You know what I mean? Uh, you guys will be so, so excited. 
And I've been working so hard to make sure that we get it done. So thank you. I appreciate you guys so very much. Um, I want to say that I did spend the afternoon. Well, I got a haircut first, uh, but I also filled out some cards. I do like to fill out cards and send cards to folks who send me things, who take time out of their day, money out of their pockets to send me things. I appreciate it. And I did fill out some cards today. And... Um, and sent some of those out as well. So if you sent me something uh, recently, I started doing that. Now, people who've sent me things in the past, I just started doing that in the, the last few days. So uh, I, I apologize for not, you know, reaching back four, three, four months ago and, and doing the same thing. Um, but also make sure you sign up for my newsletter. Some people are saying they're not getting it. I, I'll say this again. Check your spam. If that's still not working and it says that your email is already... Um, you know, submitted, but you're not getting them, you know, maybe open up a different email, maybe try a different email if you have one. Um, I'm, I'm trying everything I can on my, on my side too. All right. Shout out Kevin Hayes. How you doing, buddy? Um, okay guys, we're going to get right to giving our honor and love to the Lord. And because God is so great and because he makes me feel so happy every single day and puts a smile on my face from the minute I wake up until the minute that I lay my head on my beautiful, wonderful MyPillow.com, which reminds me, definitely go get yourself a MyPillow uh, from MyPillow.com because you not only are you helping an American business, and he's not sponsoring me. He's not sponsoring me in any way, but he does sponsor a lot of people like OAN and RSBN and, and America's Voice News and the people that are actually out there giving you the truth. So definitely, it's a domino effect. Make sure that his business continues. Because I heard him say something like he's losing $65 million. But when we, as we move forward and start putting on commercials with this new uh, way the show is going to look, your, your businesses, the ones that you're sending me to put on my directory, those are the ones that we are going to work together to sponsor and, uh, and, to, and to give commercials to. Uh, because I, 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 believe in, in, I believe the backbone of this country is that right there. So if you guys could please do me a favor, click the thumbs up button and get this shared out. All you, you got to do is even text it. Copy the link and text it. So here we go. March 9th, year of our Lord, 2021. And it says this from Jesus calling. Instead of worrying about where and when you will find rest, remember that I have promised to provide it for you. Go gently and steadily through your day, looking to me for help. Whenever you are struggling with weariness, come to me and I will give you rest. And that is referencing, it's funny that we just talked about MyPillow, right? Uh, guy's, guy's a big Christian and, and uh, loves Jesus and we, just, we were just talking about getting good rest. It's almost like a, hmm, it's almost like it's, it was meant to be. Uh, that is referencing Exodus thirty three fourteen, and it's referencing Matthew eleven twenty eight. Exodus 3, 33.14 says, And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Matthew 11.28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And before you turn out that light tonight, approach me for the refreshment you're craving. I eagerly, I eagerly renew your reserves. And the one thing about God is you can never outgive God. You can never out-love God, and you can never, ever, ever deplete His energy tank for you. It is constantly filled, and every time you take some out, it immediately gets filled right back up. Because God is infinite, God is amazing, and God is everything. Amen? Alright, let's do the Lord's Prayer and we'll get going, ladies and, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, gotta remove the hat. Oh, yep, yeah, there's the new haircut. Our Father... 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. You guys say it in the comments. Amen, huh? Amen. Never bet against Jesus. I need a hat like that. I need a hat like that. Barbara, if you're listening, thank you very much. By the way, these hats, the Never Bet Against Trump hats, they will be for sale soon on my website along with glasses. But for now, you can go to Etsy um, and look up Kind Embroidery and get yourself a Never Bet Against Trump hat. And you can even put in the promo code the Hip Hop Patriot, I believe. So thank you, Barbara. I got those hats today. You are wonderful. Mwah. And I cannot wait to uh, help your small business grow even bigger. Okay? All right, guys, we are there. It is time. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Governor Whitless Whitmer. Governor Whitless Whitmer, Whitmer could face criminal charges over the COVID deaths in the nursing homes, just like failed Governor Andrew Cuomo. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, there's, a, there's a, a, an attorney in Michigan, in Macomb County. His name is Peter Lucido. Peter Lucido. L-U-C-I-D-O. Look him up on LinkedIn. Look him up on Facebook and let him know that you are supporting what he is doing. He is not only an attorney, he is a prosecutor. That's right. And he is a hard-nosed honey badger pit bull. Again, Macomb County prosecutor, Peter Lucido. He is conducting his own probe into whether or not Governor Whitless Whitmer should be charged with something over her handling of the nursing home uh, uh, fiasco, which turned into deaths. There's nothing worse, to, nothing worse you can say than deaths. And um, so he's, he is conducting his own probe into it, but he said that his abilities are limited. What he can do in his position is very limited. However... He said, but if it's revealed, because it is enough to reveal what, he's, what he thinks happened, if it's enough to reveal that there was willful, willful neglect of office or reckless endangerment of a person's life, then criminal charges could result. And this, guys, guys, I always say it on every show, how we need to get involved and how we need to do things. Now, you and I can't do certain things. You know, earlier when I was talking about the wall and Pelosi's wall down there and how the, 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 uh, the, the you know, Kevin McCarthy and, and the Republican minority leadership should do something about it. And I also said that there should be massive amounts of protests going on around every corner of that wall. That's something that you and uh, can't physically do and I can't physically do. We can go join the protests if they happen, but it needs to be up to a when I do that, when I say these things, I'm 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 reaching out to groups like Turning Point USA or big companies that have big dollars that can make a million people go somewhere. I can't have a million people go somewhere or I would. I would organize the thing. But we need these bigger organizations like the Turning Points or like the Walkaways. And I don't know how Brandon's doing, by the way. If anybody knows how Brandon Stracker's doing, please let me know because I've not heard anything from him. Of course, leaving the cesspool of Facebook, that's pretty much where I always only seen him anyways. But, but again, getting back to Macomb County Prosecutor Peter Lucido, this is the kind of stuff that we need to do. 
out there somewhere, there's plenty of MAGA people in the right positions to do the right things. So when I talk about them on this show, the show gets such, you know, a wide array of people listening to it that somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows something. Okay? Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody that can get something done. I've always said in this life, it's not about what you have. It's not about what you gain. Everything in this life is about who you know. Who you know is how you call in favors. Who you know is how you move down the line or move up the line to the people that you need to get. And that is what this whole show is about. It's about getting people engaged, getting people fired up, giving... Oh, we're still there? We still there? I know we had a little bit of a mess up there. I'll give it a second. I'll have some coffee real quick. You know what we're going to do? We're going to end that right there. We're going to fix that right there. Okay. I'm going to give that a quick second. See if you guys can stay on there with me. Hopefully you can. Have a cup of coffee real quick. Have a little bit of coffee. I know people are going to jump out and jump back in. So I'm going to, this is a good time to, uh, if you're still in, this is a good time for you to share the video and get it out there. If you're, if you're uh, jumped out and jumped back in, I'll wait for you, okay? Because the stories tonight are very important, and we need to make sure we get them out. All right? Joan, good to see you. Yes, I'm back. Everybody says we're better now. We're good now. Looks like we're good, but I'll give it a second. I'll continue to give it a second. We still got about 2,300 people in there. We need to get it back up, so I'll give it a second. Jeez, am I a dumb-dumb or what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, that's what this show is all about. Let me fix this camera real quick. There we go. That's a little better. The show is all about getting people, getting a fire uh, lit under people. You know what I mean? So big shout out to uh, Peter Lacido for doing that. And let's let's continue to hold these, these governors' feet to the fire. Okay? Let's continue to hold their feet to the fire because it's the only way we're going to get to the truth. And it's the only way we're going to get these people out of the seats that they hold for so long because of how they redistrict. And I mean, look at Nancy Pelosi. Do you, are you kidding me? Look at Nancy Pelosi. Do you honestly expect us to believe that people have voted her into office for that many years? Do you honestly expect us to believe that people like Maxine Waters has held a seat for that long? You mean to tell me that decades after decade after decade, people haven't been smart enough to go, hey, there's something wrong with that person. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course, ladies and gentlemen. But this is a way to, this is a way to stand up. This is the way we stand up as people. You know what I mean? Amy Allen says fraud. It's exactly right. When it gets down to it, it is fraud. Um, Kate, yep, the Democratic plantation. Exactly. All right, guys, let's talk about this COVID bill for a minute, right? $1.9 trillion. I saw a thing the other day that said, do you guys even know what what, what a trillion is? If if you had to count to a trillion, I I think somebody said it would take like 36 years or something like that. Like, that's how big a trillion is. And we're just throwing trillions here, throwing trillions there. You know what I mean? It's like an Oprah show. You get a trillion. You get a trillion. Check under your seat. You are the owner of a trillion dollars. You know what I mean? So this money that's going out, this $1.9 trillion that they're they're more than likely going to pass in both houses and send out. Okay? Um, $700 of that, which means almost a trillion. 700 billion of it won't even be spent until 2022. 
But do you want to know where a lot of it is going, guys? Only 9% is going to Amer- to people like you and me. 9%. Most of it's going to bail out blue cities and blue states. Blue cities and blue states who have failed at everything that they ever try to do because they try to give everybody this socialist u- utopia, this unicorn life with leprechauns and, and pots of gold and rainbows everywhere and, and, and puppies and kittens and, and no problems. And, but really what happens is it turns into all problems. It turns into being broke. It turns into being in debt. It turns into tent cities. It turns into people going to the bathroom on the streets. It turns into people creating environments where people get diseases and become drug addicts and become homeless and commit suicide. That's what really happens. That's what really happens, ladies and gentlemen. People are asking for my address. The best thing to do is get a hold of me on Telegram. Uh, If you're on Telegram, send me a message on Telegram. Um, And uh, that's probably the quickest. Or email me. But, you know, I've... You know, it's, it's hard to keep up on every platform. You know what I mean? Um, so, anyway, San Francisco. Let's take a blue city, for instance. Let's just talk about one blue city. Here we go. You ready? San Francisco is getting over $600 million. They're going to get $600 million of that money in that stimulus bill. And do you want to know why? Because a lot of it's going for social programs. And the city that says we have the most social programs get the most money. But really, that money's not really going to be going to the social programs. It's going to be going to bail those cities out, bail those states out. So you and me, who live in states that don't need bailouts, we're paying for New York. We're paying for San Francisco. We're paying for all these blue-run uh, blue cities to be bailed out. I hope you're happy. And meanwhile, every woman, man, and child on this good, green, beautiful, sea to shining sea place at home that we call America is now in debt over $80,000. I have five kids. I have five kids. $80,000 times five. Are you kidding me? 400 grand? And they haven't even done anything yet. Pretty soon we'll be paying for reparations. Woo. Folks, if you can help me get this video up up to 3,000 viewers, that would be great. So that is where a lot of the stimulus money is going. I'm going to start breaking down that stimulus bill, and I'm going to see a percentage of what goes where because I want to see who's actually getting the majority of this money, what countries are getting it, what research company is getting it to see how frogs and fish react to coral or any, <laughs> I don't know how that has anything to do with COVID. You know what I mean? But that's exactly what these things are going for now. I want to talk about something that's that, that I was reading today, and it's called self-censorship. Self-censorship. This is a big, big story that nobody's really talking about. What is self-censorship? Well, self-censorship is an idea. Self-censorship is what most dictators have, how they've ruled throughout history. More commonly and more recently, look at the CCP. Self-censorship is a social engineering method that conditions you over the period of months, sometimes years, to make it so that you are afraid to post a certain video. You're afraid to say something online or in public. First it starts online, then it moves to in public. Actually, first it starts online today, then it goes to getting rid of books, and then it goes to what you say in public. Self-censorship is, is, is control and fear. And what they do is it doesn't take long to social engineer a a country. Look at us in one year. Look at America in one year. Where is our grit? 
We are Americans. Do you remember what that, what, what that meant when you were younger? Do you remember growing up in this country what it meant to say, I'm an American? You watched movies and you, or you traveled and, you, and people catered to, to people from America. Because, not because the, the you were, um, that you were richer than them or you had more money than them or, or that you were a higher class than them. It was because of what you stood for. It was because we were the great experiment and we stood for something that no other country's people could stand for. We stood for truth. We, we, we stood for fairness. We, we stood for freedom. We were the beacon. We were the light of the world. Remember? And we had grit and we had determination and we were never going to be ruled by anybody but God Almighty in heaven. Remember that? And now look at us. In one year, I mean, it's been going on for a while. But I'm talking about with COVID. Look how they socially conditioned us. Look how they socially engineered people to not even want to leave their homes anymore. And now I see commercials all day long. This is the new normal. This is the new way of life. And it's showing people talking on Zoom. Oh, this is great. This is the new normal. Everybody's so happy. Makes me sick. Makes me absolutely and, and, and utterly sick to know what we have turned into as a country. I see some people are saying that the video is blurry, so I'll try to slow down a little bit and, and, and wait for it to catch up. I don't know what's going on today, guys. I don't know. The internet does not work around here or something. Um, but that's what we're dealing with. That's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with, self-censorship. And it's what China does, and it's what the, it's what the U.S. is just is loving it now. They're, they are loving every bit of it. They, they, they are waiting for the day that we become China. You know what I mean? So... Wendy says, I love the slurps. Hey, that's how we do things here. We're real. All right. Uh, failed Governor Andrew Cuomo had a book. Uh, he wrote a book, and this book was put out by a publisher. And now this publisher is giving him a little, a little bit of the same kind of treatment that, uh, that they've been giving Republicans lately and, and, and conservatives lately. Um, so this book, I, I got to tell you the name of this, and there's a lot of people who don't have Telegram. I know I put this on Telegram, but for those who don't know what this book is actually titled, you are going to laugh, 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 laugh when you hear what this book is titled. This book is titled American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Think about that. That was the name of his book. So he was put on a pedestal and he was given an Emmy. And who put him on this pedestal? The Democratic Party, the Democratic media, the left-wing progressives. They put him on this pedestal. And they said, here you go, Governor Andrew Cuomo. You have a free, basically a free road to any elected, elected position that you ever want. The world loves you. Here's your Emmy, buddy. Go on. Go tackle the world. Book, we got you. Oh, you have handled this pandemic so well, even though... You threw people in nursing homes and didn't accept a ship that was a floating hospital. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Go, buddy. And he wrote a book, and that book was literally called American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Well, you gave us some lessons, all right? You gave us lessons in what not to do. So his publisher, which is called um, Jillian Blake of Crown Publishing, they have decided not to reprint any more of his books, and they have decided not to promote any of his book ever again. Pulled it from the shelves, no longer want anything to do with him. 
And the reasoning is because of the two investigations that he has going against him. With the sexual misconduct and the sexual harassment and the deaths of the people that he put in the nursing homes knowing that there was going to be such a big issue with it. Which, what issue? Death, ladies and gentlemen. So how does it feel, Cuomo? How does it feel to be a victim of cancel culture? Now, he is not going to resign. He's come right out and he said he's not going to resign. Now, if it's one thing about Andrew Cuomo, ladies and gentlemen, is he is a hard-nosed bulldog politician, regardless of what side of the aisle he's on. His dad was a governor for three terms. He's been a governor for three terms. His brother is a loser on CNN who gets Texas wedgies from everybody around him. You know, Chris Cuomo, um, who came up out of his basement heroically after defeating COVID. <laughs> Remember that charade? That, <laughs> that reality TV show that we had to watch? <laughs> but anyway, moving back to it, he's not going to resign. He's not going anywhere. So he's this is going to be a, a you're going to see the piranhas, ladies and gentlemen, that is the left. You are going to see the piranhas just uh, descend on him and eat him alive and spit him out like he was nothing. He is no match against the machine. He's definitely no Donald Trump. He might be a hard-nosed politician, but he is no match for the Democratic machine. They are going, they've literally already threw him under the bus. And now, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to send the piranhas and finish him off. Uh, a sixth woman has now come forward and said that she was sexually harassed at some executive mansion by Andrew Cuomo. Now, again, I'm going to tell you, I don't, my personal opinion here, my personal opinion is that all of these sexual harassment charges, while this guy definitely is the kind of guy to do this kind of stuff, and definitely everything about him screams sexual harassment <laughs> towards women, because he's the kind of guy that does that stuff, you can just tell by listening to him talk, I don't believe he knows half of these women. I don't believe that they have a claim. Of course, I, haven't, I, I don't know. You know. I'd like to believe everybody that says this, but this is straight out of the Democrats' playbook. This is straight out of their playbook. I said this the other day, guys. I've been saying this. They want to get rid of him this way so that they don't have to get rid of him the other way because that will bring them down even further. So what do they do? Well, here's a, little, here's a quick little analogy of what they're doing. Governor Cuomo is going down to the subway, and he's waiting for his subway train. And while he waits and looks, the subway train gets closer and closer and closer, and he's waiting to get on, and the Democratic Party is waiting behind him, like a scary drama movie. And he's waiting, and it's getting closer and closer and closer, and they push him in front of it, and he, <laughs> and he dies. <laughs> that is what the Democrats are doing to Andrew Cuomo right now, because they don't want a microscope, or I should, I should say, they don't want a magnifying glass on what they're doing, Okay. So, you know, at least, the, at least the publishing company stood up and said, we're not going to sell your book no more and we're not going to reprint it anymore. I mean, at least he's starting to understand what the cancel culture feels like. And it doesn't feel too good, does it, buddy? Doesn't feel too good, does it? Now we're going to give our first award of the day. And no, ladies and gentlemen, it is not a dum-dum award. It is a smarty award. We're going to give the first smarty award uh, of the day. And this is to a federal judge, Kevin Elsenheimer. Kevin Elsenheimer gets the very first Smarty Award of the day for his order to immediately, and I mean immediately with capital letters, reinstate the Antrim County election fraud case ruling 
because the clerk decided to dismiss it and act like it was never even an issue. The clerk in Antrim County. But hold your horses. Wait a minute. Back up the fraud truck real quick. I know you got ballots on it, but back it up real quick because... Federal judge Kevin Elsenheimer says, no, 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 no. We're going to reinstate these federal fraud cases and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Whether it's anything done about it in the end or not, that remains to be seen. But you, judge, get the first Smarty Award of the day. Congratulations, sir, for standing up for the Constitution, for standing up for the rights, for standing up for election integrity, and for standing up for everyday, average, working American citizens living in the state of Michigan who do not want to be frauded anymore. They don't want to be a victim of fraud. They don't want to have these politicians destroy and ruin their state based on something that never happened to begin with. Now... We're going to move on. Ben Berkwam is on the border a lot lately. And he is covering what is happening on the border. Raw, uncut footage. Now, I've been in contact with Ben. And Ben has been doing some very scary, very serious journalism. Now, when this show gets its little facelift in the next few days, we're going to start bringing Ben in live from the border. And he said that, uh, uh, I hope I say this right, Huma, Yuma uh, is the worst place in the entire border. And what he said today, guys, absolutely made me want to throw up. Are you ready? So Ben has been watching the cartels and watching the coyotes work. He has been filming them, literally filming them waiting to cross the border illegally. He has shown the gate the second gate and the second wall be wide open, so all they have to do is jump one and, and, and they're in. But what he found made me sick. He found caves. And in these caves were full, full, you know, stacked like a foot high of clothing, trash, boots, and this, that, and the other. Because these are, it's where these people are being held or where they're living until they can get in. Here's the, here's the sick part, guys. Biden, the Biden residency is creating such a massive problem on the border. Yes, Yuma, Arizona. Yep. He is, they're, they're creating such a massive problem on the border. The mainstream media is not letting you know how bad it actually is. And it's bad. What the Biden residency is doing at the southern border is the equivalent times a thousand of what Governor Whitless Whitmer and failed Governor Andrew Cuomo did in the nursing homes in their states. It is the same thing. They are literally incentivizing these people to come, and then they are bottlenecking them, and as, as much as possible anyway, bottlenecking them all together, leaving most of them together, smashed in rooms together, smashed in these cages that Obama and Biden built in, in their administration, no COVID restrictions whatsoever, no six feet distancing, no masks, no anything. They have tuberculosis, they have COVID-19, they have tons of different other diseases that are passed easily and spread easily. And then what they're doing is they're taking a majority of those people and sending them out into the country. This all while we're trying to get a handle on this pandemic, okay? Um, so what they're doing is they're, bring, they're incentivizing them all to come and then, and then that's what's happening in, in, you know, in the end. 
But what is happening in between the time that they're coming and the time that they're let loose or all stuck together still? Well, I'm going to tell you what's happening. It's not very good. Human trafficking, child trafficking, drug trafficking, and massive, massive cases of rape. And what Bill, uh, Ben Berkwam found on the border as he's been down there is he found little caves full of girls' panties, young girls' panties, bottles of lubrication used, and massive amounts of clothing and condoms. So these people are making this horrific journey because they're incentivized by the Biden residency. Okay? And while they're being incentivized, all of this stuff is happening. People are getting sick. People are dying. People are getting trafficked. People are getting raped. And then they're led into our country. And Ben Berkwam literally found tons of clothes, lube, and condoms, and, and, and girls' um, underwear. If that doesn't make you sick, mad... Sad, disgusted, want to cry all in one. I don't know what story would make you feel that way. President Trump had a handle on this. President Trump had this under control. He told everybody, you come here, you're not getting in. So they didn't make the trip. So all of that stuff that's happening is on Biden's hands. It's on Kamala Harris's hands. It's on Nancy Pelosi's hands. How could this happen? All because they want people to come here and vote for them? How could this happen? So, sometimes we're going to pull people in on the show, pull guests in, and that's what they're going to talk about, and that's what they're going to show you. It's not something that you or I want to see, but it's something that we need to see. It's something that the world needs to see. So they understand exactly what Biden is doing. The Biden administration, not Biden himself, he doesn't know. But he's the one in charge of that, in in the front of the face of that administration. So that's what we refer to. Trump had this fixed. James Brown said, Ben who? Please, Ben Berkwam. He works for Real America's Voice News. And he also runs his own organization called Frontline for America. And he has been crossing the border and, and, and taking video footage back and forth on both sides of what's happening. And I want to give a big, big shout out to Ben Berkwam for his courage, for his determination, for his tenacity. He's got his own family. He's got two small girls. Shout out to your kids, buddy. He's got a beautiful, wonderful wife, an immigrant who came here legally. And he's out there risking his life to bring this footage Berkwam is B-E-R-G-Q-U-A-M. Berkwam. B-E-R-G-Q-U-A-M. So you might want to find him and you might want to let him know that you back what he's doing and that you uh and that you'll support him in any which way you can. Because he's doing the hard work. Okay? And he'll also hopefully be a fill-in host here in Life from America sometimes as well. Really sad, folks. Really sad. Really sad. So I'll tell you what we need to do. I'll tell you what we need to do. Are you ready? This is what we need to do. Here we go. Sing it, bothers me. Build the wall. Build the wall. 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. Build the wall. Build the wall. 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. 
I'll make it under 20. That's what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. We need to continue to build the wall, build the wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. And for those of you who don't know, that is my song, Build the Wall, the very first song that I ever wrote uh, for MAGA music. And you can get that anywhere uh, on streaming and downloading on any site ev everywhere. And you can even listen to it on Pandora or YouTube as well. But we need to build the wall, build the wall, 10 feet. We need to build more than one wall. Okay, we need to build like five walls. So if they get past one, two, or three, they're still stuck. So pray for Ben Berkwam. Pray for his family. Pray for his efforts. Definitely reach out to him and let him know that uh, you heard about him here on Live from America and you support his efforts. Okay, moving on. Did you see the video today of Resident Biden in the hardware store in Delaware? Not a laughing matter. First of all, when you see it, you go... And then you go, ooh, it's sad. If you haven't seen it, go to my um, go to my Telegram page or my Parlor page. It's on there as well, and uh, check it out. It's not good, folks. He's in this hardware store. They want to make him look like he's doing something. They want to make him look like he's the president, right? This is how bad. This is how fast he is declining. He got stuck like a deer in headlights, guys. Yes, Frontline for America is his page, Nick. Frontline for America with Ben Berkwam. He's on Facebook too, I believe. But he was a deer in headlights. What happened was he started to walk away from his little group. And what happened was as he walked away, reporters were shouting questions, shouting questions. Well, while reporters were shouting questions, his team was also shouting for them to let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Don't answer questions. Let's go, let's go. We're not answering questions. We're not answering questions. Well, what happened was when you had two groups of people shouting two separate things, he got stuck. He did not know what to do. He literally, his body froze and he started and you, his, his team's going, come on, come on, we're down here, we're down here, we're, come on, Mr. President, come on. And, the, and the, the, uh, the media is screaming questions, sir, what about this, what about that? And he just sat there, and he looked around, and he didn't know what was going on. And his handlers yanked him out of there as fast as they possibly could after that. No, Mo, Joe. The people that are doing this to him... The only, you know what? They're going to face their judgment with God. Okay? This is not Weekend at Bernie's. This is not a movie. As much as I can't stand that guy, as much as I think I believe he's a pedophile, and as much as I believe that he is a CCP operative who gained money the most illegally, illegal possible way and brought his entire family in on it, and more, where's Hunter, by the way? As much as I believe all of that, as a, I still see that, and I go, Wow. How could anybody do that to another human being? Shame on his wife, who was also his 17-year-old babysitter at one time. Anyway, let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, because we have our first dum-dum. Dum-da-dum-dum-dum. We got our first dum-dum award to give away today, and that is going to go to Crooked Hillary Clinton, or as I call her, Glad Bag Hillary. Hillary Clinton made a statement today a very stupid one at that and she said that <laughs> and while i agree with her here she is the furthest person away from anybody who should be making this comment so crooked hillary comes out and makes a comment and says that the <laughs> the mold of the royal monarchy is no longer relevant 
and people should just move away from that mold. The mold of the modern royal family monarchy is no longer relevant. Well, Miss Gladbag Hillary, it looks like you came out of your trash can long enough to make a stupid trashy statement like that. If that's not the pot calling the kettle black, Crooked Hillary gets the first dumb dumb award of the day today and it's because who are you to say what's not relevant glad bag hillary you are the most irrelevant person on planet earth you failed as a lawyer you failed as a first lady just ask monica you failed as a wife you failed as a uh presidential candidate the first time you failed as a presidential candidate candidate the second time and you are literally the most irrelevant person on planet earth when it comes to politics or anything else that you have your hand in your clinton foundation should be investigated and you should all be in jail and in my opinion you're responsible for four americans deaths in benghazi you Hillary Clinton, get the dumb, dumb award of the day because you are trying to tell everybody else who is and who isn't relevant. And as a matter of fact, I believe, Gladbag Hillary, you wrote a book called What Happened? What Happened? Oh, look at the balloons, Bill. Oh. <coughs> what Happened? <laughs> you became irrelevant. That is what happened to you. So... That's the if that's not the pot calling the kettle black, I I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> Mike Pence, this I'm gonna just touch on this real quick, guys. Mike Pence is making his um, yes, and a failed Secretary of State. You're right, you're right, Linda. Uh, Mike Pence is m making his way back into politics. Why I don't know. What political capital he thinks he has, I don't know. What he thinks he's gonna run for and a actually win. I have no clue, but he is starting to come out and he has got some speeches that he has scheduled where he is going to basically lay out his plans for the future of his political life. Oh, Mike, just don't do it. Just ride off into the sunset, buddy. All right, just ride off into the sunset. Just hope and pray that everybody forgets about you. Hope and pray that everybody forgets your name. Um, you let a lot of people down, including very much, you very much let me down. You kicked me right in the gut. You have zero political capital. Nobody will elect you to anything, especially as long as Trump is around. And you are the one in my, in my opinion, who ruined everything. And you had the power to stand up to them and finally hold them accountable for the things that they do. And you chose not to. So I would urge you. Vice President, former Vice President, former Governor Mike Pence. Not to. Just don't. Just don't. We don't want to hear it. The world doesn't want to hear it. And nobody's going to elect you to anything. In my opinion. Okay? Just wanted to touch on that real quick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give the second Smarty Award today. Smarty. We need to come up with a song for that because we have the dumb, the dumb, dumb, dumb for the dummies. But we don't have a Smarty one. I'll think about that. Anyway, we're going to give the second Smarty Award today. And this second Smarty Award goes to somebody that I've never even had the pleasure of talking about. But after today, I think I'm going to follow him a little bit more. And he is Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe. Greg Stubbe is a congressman from Florida. And he started reading from Deuteronomy on the House floor. 
while arguing biological assignment bills. You know, um, is it okay for men to go as MMA um, superstars and compete against women and break their face and destroy them? Is it okay for, for a man to go in and take away a scholarship from a young lady who worked her tail end off her entire you, uh, young life to try to get somewhere? Is it fair to them? Is it fair to the parents who put those kids through college in hopes that they can... That was what the argument was over. But Congressman Greg Stubbe started reading from Deuteronomy, actually talking about the biological assignment from God, how much of a gift it was, and how there are only two genders, and he was reading it literally from the book of Deuteronomy. So you get the Smarty Award of the day. However, we're going to follow that right up by giving the last Dum Dum Award... Dum, da, dum, dum, dum. Because while he was speaking and while he was reading from Deuteronomy, the good, beautiful, wonderful B I B L E, guess who cut him off? You don't have to think anymore because I'll tell you. Jerry Nadler. Oh, that guy. Oh, when I think of Jerry Nadler, I get, I, I get a fire in my gut that's even brighter and burns brighter than when I think of Stretch Face Armstrong. Jerry Nadler stopped him, interrupted him, and said the following. God's will, because uh, uh, Greg Stubbe actually said God's will was to give these people assignment at birth, and, uh, or at conception. And he said God's will is of no concern in this Congress. He actually said that. In a place where it said, in God we trust where it says it right up on the wall, right in front of them. In a place, in a country that we were founded on Judeo-Christian values, he cuts him off and says, God's will is of no concern to this Congress. What he did right there, first of all, he told, he, he basically snitched on himself. He let us know where he stands when it comes to God Almighty and Jesus Christ. So don't ever let that man pretend that he's a Christian ever again, because he's done it before. And how dare you, how dare you in the people's house where it says, in God we trust, right above your chubby little head, how dare you say that God's will is of no concern to this Congress? Jerry Nadler, you get the final dumb dumb award of the day, because that my friend, was probably the dumbest statement ever made on the House floor, ever. And we're talking about, we've seen the likes of Nancy Pelosi. We've seen the likes of, likes of Adam Schiff. We've seen the likes of Eric Fartwell. We've seen the likes of Maxine Waters. We've seen the likes of people who think Guam is going to tip over if too many soldiers go there and get on one side of it. We've, had, we've seen some doozies on the House floor. But that right there, I think, takes the cake. Don't you? Jerry Nadler, I will pray for you. And I'm sure the people of this show that are watching now live and that will watch later will pray for you as well. Folks, if you can do me a favor, uh, if you're watching live or if you're watching this later on and it's like 7 or 8 or 9 o'clock, don't worry. You can still share the video. You can still press that little like button and you can still copy and share. So if you haven't done it, as soon as this video is over, please copy the link and share the video. Now, I want to show you one last thing. A lot of people have been asking to see it. 
This is the Armor of God shirt that I was wearing earlier. Some people asked to see it. Um, this is the first design. We have a new design coming very soon. I thought it was going to be there already, but it's not. So if you want to go to my store on jeremyherald.com, you can get this in many different colors. We got a lot more stuff going on. Every little bit helps, guys. I appreciate it. Sign up for the newsletter. And if you can, consider any amount becoming a monthly donor, whether it's $1, $5, $10. We have people giving uh, uh, $25 to $50 to $100 a month. So it's, it's truly incredible, and you guys have made all of this possible. And when you see the way the show is about to get a facelift, you'll be proud of what you supported. I promise you. All right, guys, remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Just find Jesus, and he's all you'll ever need. All right, guys, God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting. Go to JeremyHerald.com. There's a bunch of stuff to do there. It's a good time. Listen to Build the Wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall, and, and listen to some old podcasts. Okay, guys, I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America with your host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. God bless you. Have a great night with your families. Be safe and study the word. Bye-bye.